make a personalized to from Christmas card, right? With a little envelope. Now, no one else has that because you've created it and put that with your bundle. Now that's, but that's part of the offer on Amazon. So no one can jump on your listing unless they have that exact copy of that greeting card. Hey, this is Jim. Welcome back to another episode of Silent Sales Machine Radio. Today, I've got a guest with us who is one of our coaches. You guys have told us you love hearing from our coaches and the background story of how they came on board and how they grew to the position they're in now. Today, I've got with me Mr. Abe Ortolani. He has been a coach with us for quite some time now. His students love him. He specializes in private label starting out super simple with private label and growing some really special success stories of his own and for our students. Welcome, Abe. Great to have you here today, buddy. Thanks, Jim. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate it. It's really good to uh, get some time with you, and I'm excited to dig into your story just a little bit. Why don't you take the floor right off the bat here and just tell us a little bit from sure. your vantage point, kind of where you started, how you got into all of this, and where you are now, then we'll, throughout the rest of the show, maybe fill in the gaps in between and, and drop some good tips on everybody. Sound good? Absolutely. Let's do it. Yeah, so I started selling on Amazon in uh, December of 2014. So uh, before that, I had a construction company. So I started that company when I was about 26 years old uh, and grew it over about uh, 10 years. You know, it kind of overlapped into my Amazon business, but about you know, seven years in, I was working like really long hours, you know, sometimes 14 hour days and I was building a family. So it took a lot of time away from my family. So, and it was a lot, it was a big toll on my body too. I ended up getting injured on the job. I had knee surgery and then I had another knee surgery. So I kind of used that as my way out of the construction business, you know, so I was lucky enough to have some really great people working for me at the time. So I was able to put a few guys in charge of the company while I kind of stepped away, uh, started to manage things, and essentially looked for a new career. So when I got started on Amazon, well, first of all, what I started doing was selling off my tools and equipment from my construction business on eBay and kind of just had no idea what I was doing. So I bought a couple of books, which led to a call from uh, Jim Cooper from uh, – your coaching program. And I had not even at that time, I didn't even know you could sell on Amazon. It was something I had no clue about. Uh, but it sounded pretty great. So I just kind of jumped in, had faith in what I was, uh, I was hearing all the numbers and, um, jumped into coaching and kind of got started with a coach. And let me, let me ask you a question here, Abe. I'm curious sure. before we proceed, I've, I'm loving this story. Just, I'm so blessed to get to be surrounded by people with such awesome stories, man. But I'm curious, do you think if you hadn't gotten injured that your life would have gone down this path? You know, that's an interesting question. I think that I was a little bit tired of, because, you know, my son was, you know, about four years old when I finally right. took a step back. He had a little boy, right? Yeah. And I missed a good chunk of his first four years. And that was extremely painful to leave in the morning when he was still sleeping and get home when he was asleep, you know? So it was, it was, it was really frustrating. It was, you know, it was hard on my wife at the time. And, you know, I'm actually now divorced and a single father. So that tells you how much time I missed. But yeah, so that was, that was a big, it was a lot of pressure on the family. So I knew that I had to do something else. I knew I had to figure out 
a different way of kind of living my life. And I was, I was kind of just at, I was, you know, my job was controlling me, right? My employees were controlling me. I was, I was answering to clients and employees and it just, it was overwhelming, you know? So I think that I eventually probably would have, um, you know, kind of hit my breaking point. Uh, but when I got injured, that was the moment where I said, like, okay, I have an excuse now. Everybody will understand, and then I'll just tell everybody I have to leave, you know? Yeah, yeah. You, so you were kind of, of forced to that decision point. Yeah. So, yes. and here's another question. I mean, I, we didn't spend a lot of time preparing you, but I just want to, you know, it, I've been doing this now 15 years. You're sure. fairly fresh into this new air, if you will. Like, yeah. compare what's it feel like? to get up in the morning now versus what it felt like then. Did you, I remember having this, like this Sunday night feeling of, man, tomorrow's Monday back at it. I don't want it to be Monday already. I can't do this again. I'm not looking forward to the career I've built uh, compared to now what it's just, you know, talk, speak to that a little bit. Like let's, let's put some reality behind this. What's what's life like now yeah. routine wise? Oh, but routine, it's, it's pretty, you know, it's pretty focused on whatever I really feel like doing. I mean, I'll just backpedal a little bit because that transition going from a high intense physical job every single day, my phone ringing, you know, every five minutes to going to like just waking up and not really knowing how to structure my day. That was actually pretty difficult for me, you know, in the beginning. I didn't really know how to organize my day or do computer work. And I'll say that I had never really even used a computer. When I, you know, I knew how to use a smartphone before I knew how to use a laptop. And that's honest to God. Wow. Wow. Well, you're part of that generation, man. That's right. You're, oh, there's enough years goodness, between yeah. us that you're one of those guys. I love that, though. Yeah. I mean, because, again, here we are destroying people's excuses uh, with your story. Yeah. So oh, I yeah. totally can relate to what you're saying because once you don't have a boss or customers telling you where you have to be, when you have to be there, what you're going to do when you get there with all that pressure, yeah. it can be a bit of a transition. You, it does require yeah. some self-discipline. You, you probably established some new habits, huh? Oh, yeah, absolutely. So I kind of had to learn to you know, structure my days in a way because uh, you know a little bit of the entrepreneurial ADD you know, kicks in. You want to do so many different things and there's so many shiny objects out there. So it took me a long time to figure out kind of a system to not only work and succeed at the business, but also manage my day-to-day -day habits, you know, uh, like, you know, simple morning routines and things like that and getting some exercise in or, you know, just figuring out those little things, you know. But also the upside is that is you have time. So now, you know, one thing I always want to do with my son was be able to kind of coach his sports teams. And I didn't couldn't see how that would happen before, you know. Uh, but now, you know, I've been coaching his baseball team and it's in pretty much every sport that he's involved in. Good for you. I'm the guy who shows up at his school in flip flops, like picking him up every day, you know, so everyone's looking at me like, all right, he's either unemployed or he's pretty successful. So, yeah, we, we kind of look a lot like unemployed people with like, here it is middle <laughs> of the day for me after lunch. I'm still sitting in shorts and a, a, a t-shirt, a running shirt, man. I'm just like, yeah, you can lose that, uh sense of fashion a little bit as an internet entrepreneur, can't you? It's like, I'll find myself wearing shorts and t-shirts most of the time. And yeah, I'll run out. Uh, people have often asked in our neighborhood, like, what do you even do? I'm sorry to ask this, but yeah. I never see you leave early dressed up is what they're really asking. Like, well, how do you make yeah. money? That is a very different lifestyle, but hey, you bring up a good point. You do need to, to uh, 
you know, I didn't intend for the call to go this direction, but sure, uh, sure. if you're not a disciplined person by nature, you do need to establish some morning routines. I love that you brought up exercise because one of the challenges you can pour into is, man, there's so many cool things I could do right now. So many different, I'm just going to fill my day with hustle, hustle, hustle. And you can lose sight of even those relationships that are so important or your own health. So I, I love that those are kind of themes. Yeah. We're not going to spend a lot of time on those today because I want to get into your story, get into some numbers and how things sure. are going for sure. But let's just keep your story rocking, man. So you've got this new routine. Yeah. You're starting to starting to do some things on Amazon. You mentioned you called Jim Cooper, who we've had on the show before. He's one of our he, – he runs our coaching program for us. If you call in and talk to yeah. one of our coaching consultants, he's in charge of those guys. That's what he does. Great dude. Yeah. Uh, so you had a, ch a chat with him. Well, let's pick up the story yeah. from there, man. Yeah, I had a chat with him, so I, I just jumped into coaching, you know, just said, okay, you know, I, I got, you know, I was smart enough to know uh, in business, like, you know, going at it on your own, it doesn't really help you out, right? So it, it takes a lot of, it's a lot of, inf you don't even know what information to follow right first. Yeah, you, know? you so, don't know what questions to ask even necessarily, right? Yeah, exactly. So to to learn from someone who's done the business already is super valuable. And that goes for any trade in, in all business, right? So I knew that much. So I was like, okay, I didn't know coaching was available. So it's available. Let's do this, you know? So I jumped into coaching and started working with a coach. And, you know, I'd like to say that, you know, I immediately hit the ground running and started killing it, you know, but that just was not the case. And, you know, had it was just it was more me, right? You know, you get a lot of life happens, you get things that are going on. And, and it, for me, focus was a very difficult thing to kind of uh, get that together. So it took, you know, it took s a several months, you know, so like that first year kind of started in the right in the middle of December, Q4 2014. So I didn't even really feel the Q4 kind of push there, right? But I was uh, selling all year long. So, you know, the one thing so I started like uh, one thing that happened pretty fairly quickly is I heard about bundling and realized like that was going to be a promising way to do this business, like exclusive, right? Exclusive listings, my own products. Like I knew there was something to that. So I started doing that on some level uh, as I began to learn and, you know, still struggled. I couldn't get the sales up past, you know, five, six, seven thousand a month. And that was, you know, frustrating to me because I'm like, okay, someday I'm gonna have to replace this income that I've been earning, and, and you know all this stuff. So, and I couldn't really kind of get a, get a focus down on that. And then I met someone who had said to me, you know, at one point, like, take a look at your products and, you know, use the 80/20 principle, like, because probably 80% of your sales are coming from 20% of your products, right? So focus on those products and then find more like it. So I looked into my inventory and I discovered like, okay, most of those are bundles, you know? So that was the second thing that kind of told me like, okay, these exclusive products are, are great. So the next thing that was probably a game changer for me was about eight months into the business, I went ahead and just purchased a ticket to CES and it was CES three at the time in Louisville. Right. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that was, yes. Yeah. So that was your first exposure yeah. to our community then in a group setting. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. So I had been following Facebook and I had reached out to, um, you know, about the only person that I had met so far in this business, like talking on the phone was, a. Uh, uh, Lance Wolf, who is a very good friend of mine now. The first moment where I knew this community was something different was that I bought a scanner off of Lance Wolf. I don't know if you remember those so-so scanners that he was selling. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, I remember him selling those. 
Yeah, so uh, and I couldn't get it to work, obviously, with my incredible tech abilities. So I called him up. I, I actually sent him a message, Facebook Messenger, and I said, hey, I didn't think I'd get a response. But he, he immediately responded and said, hey, can you jump on a call, right? And I was like, okay. So we got on a Skype call. We ended up talking for about two hours about like life and business the whole yeah, time. That, I just that's Lance, man. I mean, that's our yeah, whole community. Just, We've got a community of people yeah. like that. It's incredible. Yeah. And I and I'll tell you that uh, you know, so Lance's always been a, a mentor of mine, and like we became pretty close, and we still talk to this day. But you know, that was like the first moment I was like, wow, I can't believe he took the time out to like you know reach out to me and talk to me. So like. You know, we got to talking a little bit and CES came up. So I ended up saying, you know what, let's let's go to CES. I'd been following the Facebook groups, never met a really a lot of people in the community. And CES was a game changer for me because uh, not only did I meet a lot of people in the business that I could learn from, but I just learned a lot of information that I did not know about and I was not learning about. And um you know, this will kind of all tie in against eventually. But the first the one of the things that I really learned about was when I heard Brett Bartlett speak at that conference and he PPI was hadn't come out yet. It was just getting talked about. It was on its way to being released. And um, I heard about keywords, you know, and I was just like, what is a keyword? I had no idea, you know, been selling for eight months and I didn't even understand what a keyword was. So then I just then once I figured that I was like, okay, there's something to this, like sourcing products through how customers search for products, you know, on Amazon. So that's kind of when it started clicking for me. And then I kind of relayed that back to the bundling. So here's the thing. I mean, so CES was great, right? So I had been doing probably, I would say at the point of CES, I've been lucky if I was scratching like 10K a month at that point. Right. So that December, which see was what, three, four months later, I did seventy five thousand in one month ah, that December. So that beautiful that man. was the difference. Now I did hustle. I was like hustling at doing RA and OA and just not sleeping and all that <laughs> craziness, right? So at that point was when I you know, but it was like the bundles and what I did was I took the relationship between the keywords and the bundles and started sourcing bundle products that way, you know, and that was the difference. Love it. Hey, hold your spot right there. Don't forget what you were going, because what I'm going to do is for the benefit of those who are maybe new to this podcast, we've thrown some acronyms in there that you and I, we accumulate acronyms around here like crazy, but I like to always (laughs) go back and just in case there's some people who are brand new to our community, like what's CES, what's RAOA? Let me just shoot through the list real quick. And then you'll pick up where you left off with talking about bundles. Okay, so CES is our annual event. We're getting ready to do our fifth one as we're recording this. And it's basically just everybody in our community getting together, hanging out, learning from the latest uh, tactics and strategies. All of our most successful students, we put them on stage and they share what they know. It's just a great time of getting together. If you go to Jim Cockrum Events, you can see what's coming up there. We have smaller events too throughout the year, but CES is our big one. So go to the show notes at silentgym.com slash podcast. Jump into the show notes. You'll see a link right to jimcockrumevents.com. CES is the big event of the year that Abe's talking about, of course. And then he mentioned PPI. Well, that's our keyword training. We've had several episodes, I think uh, number... Episode number two and number 16 come to mind, talking about how to use keywords effectively on Amazon. We've had huge success. We're not going to go into it too deep right now, but go back and listen to those other episodes. 
proven performance inventory is what that acronym stands for. And that's one of the modules, one of the training modules in the proven Amazon course, which is our flagship, how to do Amazon the right way course. Next, he said, RA and OA, that's just retail arbitrage, online arbitrage. When you go into a store, you buy stuff for five bucks and you sell it for 50 online, we call that retail arbitrage. Well, if you do it online, they call that online arbitrage. You're sourcing your product, right? And then bundles where Abe's going to fill us in a little bit on what some of his early success with bundles and what he's done. That's a great way to get your own unique listing on Amazon. If you combine product A, B, and C together, even if they're very common products, but you combine them together, now you've got a unique bundle and you could be the only one selling popular products. And it's a good strategy that we also teach in the Proven Amazon course. But that's just some basic ground level stuff. So we don't want to lose any of the new people who hear these acronyms, but you're doing a great job, Abe. Full speed ahead, man. Pick up where you left off. Yeah, thank you. So um, I definitely forget about that. To, you know, we have so many acronyms, so many ways to – we just kind of throw these words out there and I'm like, forget that they actually mean something. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, uh, the other thing too is um, I would recommend about CES. And I mentioned that was a, a game changer for me before we get into like, you know, like selling tactics and sales and things like that. But, yeah, you know, one of the things that um, I realized too – is I when I I got kind of at CS is where I got the big picture of like what we do in this business because, you know I heard not only p- big sales number and all uh, big sales numbers and all that stuff and, you know don't get discouraged too when you hear sales numbers because it's not about the number of sales it's the it's what, you know it's about the profit that's in there right so, I tell people that all the time when they get discouraged about sales numbers and things like that but, uh, getting back to CES is I started hearing from people that not only were building successful businesses, but they were actually like changing the world, right? Like people, you know, just to throw some names out there, but like Jason Miles, I heard him speak and Jason Tay. And these guys were building like foundations across the globe in like Africa and India and like literally changing the world with yeah. a simple Amazon business, you know? Yeah. And that to me was really powerful. And that's when I realized that I was actually building something much bigger than myself or just uh, income, you know, that I was an entrepreneur and I was in this, I was in this lifestyle business building something much bigger. So when you talk about like a driving motivation, you know, and I'm a big believer in like, we all have, uh, you know, goals and circumstances that we come from and goals that we want to hit and income and that sort of thing. But, you know, when you have that, that type of purpose, that why purpose, that's going to motivate you, and that motivation is going to allow you to take action on all this stuff. And I'll tell you, nothing happens without action in this business. If it's one thing I learned, it's like taking action on ideas, immediate action, and allowing that you know to kind of – and that's what fuels the, the business, right? That, that motivation that allows you to just take action and go for things that you, you never thought that you would go for before. You know? Yeah, I, um, I love it. This is a point I've made on past podcast episodes, but you know, take action has kind of been a – it's a little cliche yeah. to some people maybe. It's been a theme for the ages. It's like, hey, nothing happens till you get out there and take action. But it, it just in the last few years, Abe, that's nowhere near as scary a prospect as it used to be. I've shared on this podcast in past episodes, starting a business, say, 20 years ago – meant significant risks, significant investment. Mm-hmm. It's going to take time. It's going to be scary. 80% chance you're going to fail in the end. I mean, it truly was a proposal that only 
the most daring among us even considered to start a business. Are you kidding me? Like that's putting everything on the line and you could lose it all. And that's the risk going in. But now when we say take action, we're saying, Hey, why not test out a few products on Amazon? Why not take a course that costs you a few hundred dollars and, and start experimenting over here? I mean, starting a business now on the internet is such a low risk activity that really is. Is Sometimes I want to just like grab people by the shoulders and look them in the eye and say, you are missing out on one of the greatest economic opportunities in the history of man. Do you not understand this? Like the, the world is shifting online and we're just in, this thing is in its infancy. You've got to get in on this. It's beautiful. So yeah, it's not take action and take this huge risk. It's do a little experimenting. Come on, get in. There's no risk involved in this stuff that we're talking about. Uh, so taking action isn't this big risky activity. It's this come on, wake up and look what's happening right underneath your nose and be a part of it in a zero risk fashion. So I just, I, I felt compelled to make that point today because I, I don't want people to think we're talking about some big risky activity when we're not. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I love that CES solidified some of those great relationships for you too, because we're, this community is all about relationships. And uh, yeah, like you mentioned, uh, Lance, for example, I love mm. that it is, this is a recent episode that was will be broadcast shortly before this one that we're doing now. But uh, Lance actually ended up meeting Barrington, who lives in Jamaica. When Lance got married, he goes to Jamaica, does his wedding there. I just, mm -hmm. you know, like yeah. these friendships, these lifelong relationships, it truly is changing people's lives. And I want to put you on the yeah. spot on one other thing too here. Now, I'm, you, I didn't warn you I was going to ask you this, but I'm curious, man. I'm drilling you a little bit today. But you said you love that you saw these guys like Jason Tay and uh, these guys at Jason Miles, they have these big visions and their their business is turning into something way bigger than themselves. Like, yeah, how much has that shaped out for you? What does that look like for you? And I could answer it for me and where we're going with mine if, if you want to get a minute to think about it. But I'm curious, you know, where is this heading? Let's say the number, you keep adding commas and zeros. I mean, what is it you're hoping to do? Oh, man, you know, it, that's an interesting question because, yeah, I definitely want to I, – I always have this like on – this like, you know, itch of like trying to to do something that's going to like make a huge difference. Right. To to be honest, I don't have anything specific that I'm like working on now. But like one thing I always wanted to do is kind of give back to the community, you know, which is why I became a coach. You know, so being able to do that and help other people succeed with their business that has been very rewarding for me. And that's, you know, a, mo a motivation piece for me now is to be able to kind of learn new things and evolve in this business and then share my experiences and teach others to do the same and have them kind of grow their business. So this kind of this kind of that's kind of where I am now as far as giving back. Right. So, yeah, well, that that's beautiful. I mean, I think that's the highest form of giving back. I mean, I've actually studied these things sure. and the highest form of giving. This is from a Hebrew biblical vantage point is enabling someone else to become fully self-sufficient. The only thing better than that is if you actually teach people how to teach others to become fully self-sufficient. I mean, that's what we do around here. We mentioned you're one of our coaches. That's what you're doing. I would propose you're changing the world right now. Maybe you've, you've had coaching students come in. We've changed their financial life through the stuff you've taught them. Mm -hmm. The ripple effect of that is a generational change. So uh, you're, you're yeah. doing it, man. That's what we do all day around here. I feel the need to get into some specific Amazon tips and such, you know, pretty quickly here. But uh, sure. I just love, you know, sure. you and I haven't had a whole lot of time to connect in the past. So I just love getting to know and hearing your story, just in your tone and then the sincerity of your voice, man. I can tell you are really 
passionate about doing this the right way and uh and yeah. you're doing it man so it's a pleasure having you on the team but but let's let's keep it rolling buddy let's sure. let's get folks some uh some meat maybe there's some listeners who've been around a while like you know what kind of things are you excited about right now in your business let's give people some tips some profitable tips and especially right now we're kind of heading into q4 if anything comes to mind there let's give yeah. people some meat what are you excited about oh well i'll tell you i mean my whole business now kind of focuses around private label so i know it kind of uh didn't get into the whole way that I got into that. But basically, you know, Lance introduced me to Ryan Rieger. I joined Ryan Rieger's private label, the easy way group. Now it's PPL 2.0, which is proven private label 2.0. Yeah. Proven private label.com to keep the, uh, yep. keep people from scrambling. Yeah. It, it, this will all be yeah, in the show notes. Exactly. It's all in the show notes, silentgym.com slash podcast. Yeah. But yeah, the best private label course online guys, it's, it's part of the proven Amazon course soon to be, we're going to drop it right in there. And it's a great private label course. Ryan and Jenny, of course, help run that for us. And uh, simply incredible. Yeah, so so talk private label with us a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, I'm on the leadership team in that group, and that's just been pretty awesome. We've done like some training webinars and all that sort of thing. But private label was – I pretty much restructured uh, the business for private label. Private label, if you want to do something that's going to allow you the maximum amount of time and the most kind of – kind of fast track to success it's build yourself a private label product and a you know build yourself a brand but it's you know it's much easier than people think to get started you know there's a lot of talk about private label so one of the ways we do it in in the private proven private label course you know you can actually just go to a wholesaler and it even gets easier than that but you can go to a wholesaler and just find a product they already have and say, hey, can I put my own brand on that product? And then you can sell it and introduce it as your own private label product. But the the thing with private label is you retake control. I mean, Amazon is always the big brother, right? They have the kind of the final say, but you have control of how that thing sells, how you can creatively target that to the customer. You know, as far as putting your own brand and image on the product, you're the only seller on a specific product, right? You compete against other products, but you're the only seller as far as that uh, specific widget and you have a you take back a lot more control all right so one of the things that we do in our business is that we look for creative kind of uh, we're able to kind of expose these little gaps in the marketplace right so what we do is we spend a lot of time looking at customer search data and keywords and we discover positions in the Amazon marketplace, basically that where there's high demand, but not a lot of competition, right? Now, these products may not be selling, you know, 20, 30, 40,000 a month, but they may be selling, you know, 5,000 a month, right? And if you think about that with a 30% margin, that's about $1,500 a month in profit. Now, if you stack 10 of those products onto each other, right, go wide rather than deep, um, you know, you're looking at 15,000 profit. On 10 products, you can launch pretty quickly. So we look at these type of um, calculations when we're looking at products as far as diving into a niche, things like that. So once we can find these positions in the marketplace, that we can go ahead and essentially build a product into the space, right? Whether it's a bundle or launching a specific private label, we can then kind of reach this untapped opportunity in the Amazon market. Right. And we're able to quickly come up and get sales this way. And then uh, one of the things that we did that, you know, turns out to be not only like valuable, but also makes it a whole lot easier is to just build a repeatable system. Right. So as far as research and launching a product, but each time you kind of run the system over, you get better and better at it. 
uh, and you're able to kind of refine pieces of it, outsource. Uh, you know, maybe you want to hire a VA or incorporate a tool or things like that. But you can do that because you can see, you know, a repeatable process of launching private labels. Uh, and then you become somebody that is kind of working on your business instead of in your business, right? Instead of packing boxes and hustling every day, you can actually just kind of pull the strings and put the people in the right places and see the things that are that can improve over the long run, right? So that's kind of having that focus on this business really changed everything. Man, for for a guy who was doing construction full-time just a few years ago, you sure are <laughs> fluent in the industry, buddy. <laughs> that was great, man. You just gave a little mini seminar on the beauty of private label. Let me just, for the yeah. benefit of the listener, uh, fill in a gap. We'll stick this in the show notes as well. Ryan calls it, uh, what do we call it over there? The magic question, I think, for private yeah, label. Yeah. The magic question. Basically, we, I mean, we just did this yesterday. My mom helps me run my Amazon business, and we just established a new private label line yesterday. You go to a manufacturer or a wholesaler, and you find a product that's maybe it's already on Amazon, but you just ask them a simple question Hey, can we take your product out of the box it's in or the bag it's in and put it in our own box or bag? Do you mind if we buy your stuff and kind of rebag it? Is that cool with you? It can be that simple. You buy a handful of units and you test it out. And that's our approach to establishing the most basic private label product lines. Another beautiful thing about private label, Abe, is you know people think this is a show about Amazon. It's not. I mean, we're excited about Amazon, but I'm even more excited about growing an audience of people that I can interact with. If I have my own private label, I can put it on a website. I can sell it on Facebook. I can sell it on Etsy. I can put it anywhere. It's my product. I can grow a customer list. And then if for some reason Amazon starts to tank on me a little, a lot of competitors come in with similar products or whatever, yeah, I've got my audience. I've got my customer list. And we're not going to dive too deep into that. But once you have your own products, you can do that. If you're doing only retail arbitrage, only buying and flipping, you know, basic stuff you find on sale off the shelf at Walmart, you'll never really get into that fresh air of having a customer list that you can contact and sell your products mm -hmm. too. So that's kind of the next step as your private label business grows, just to give people a little vision of that. But I love it. So yep. share with us some realities of as you transitioned from doing RAOA, then into bundling, now into private mm -hmm. labeling. It strikes me that it's more profitable. Your schedule's freed up more. You're just replenishing your yeah. stock versus constantly hunting for that next big win, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it makes things a lot more easier. So, you know, I do a lot of coaching now and things like that. So I'm branching out into other stuff. But, you know, so I, now when, when you talked about structuring your day, right? So, you know, I get up, I do my morning routine, and then I work from about, I would say, 8 a.m. to 11 a.m. And that's all the time every day I spent on my private label business. After that, I take coaching calls and then go get my son at, you know, three, four o'clock or whatever. And that's how my days are structured. And, you know, I have a team in place now. We have employees. We have VAs. Actually, none of my employees are in the U.S. I have we have four VAs in the Philippines, one sourcing agent in China. But, you know, what I'm able to do now is kind of oversee all that. Right. And I work on the things that I love to do. For example, I talked about like finding these unique positions in the marketplace. Well, I love doing that. I really love data. I really love looking at keywords and finding these these unique gaps. It's like, you know, it's exciting to me. It's like treasure hunting, you know, so. I like doing that. So I find these, you know, these leads and then I hand them off to the team and they, 
do all the research and gather keywords and do all the stuff that we train them to do. You know, sourcing agent finds it from wherever we need to source it from. And then, you know, I, I still like doing some of the back end stuff on Amazon, which is, you know, like running sponsored ads and just figuring out creative ways to sell it and writing marketing copy and things like that. I actually enjoy that. So I still do it. But that's the thing is now I, I don't like to do real time consuming things like pack boxes and things like that. So, you know, we outsource that. Most of the times we can get the manufacturer to ship direct to Amazon, right? Or we use a prep center. So you work on the things that you're good at or the things you enjoy doing, and then you can put the pieces in place to either outsource and, you know, start to build a system for yourself, right? So that's going to work like a, a like an engine. And essentially, each private label product you launch ends up being, I, I look at them as like their own little streams of income, right? So, you know, some products may do really well, let's say 10K a month. Some products may do you know, 5k a month or even less, but each one is set up to like a, a replenishable income stream, right? Each product drives its own profit to your business. So um, we look at it that way as we start to just launch a number of different products, you know? So yeah, that's, you know, that's just some of the ways I love. Uh, and I'll tell you, when I get back to bundling, if I, I used to look at bundling like as the easiest form of private label, I mean, yeah, you certainly can – someone could jump on your listing and things like that, but there are ways to make bundles exclusive to where someone can't jump on your listing. Let's share a couple secret sauce there. Yeah, sure, sure. how do you – let's say I make just a generic bundle. Like I go to Walmart and I get two or three items that sell well together. Amazon will even tell you this, guys. Here's a little tip, and this is a golden nugget. Next time you're shopping on Amazon, look down at the bottom where it says customers who bought this – also bought these eight things. Yeah, sure. Go to Walmart and buy the thing and the couple of the things that customers also bought. Create a bundle, right? Now that's easily copied mm -hmm. by other people. How can we keep others from copying it? Give us a couple tips. I know uh, our friend Jenny's up to some really creative stuff in this arena. We've got a book we're working on with her. I just wrote the foreword for it actually here a couple of days ago. I don't know if you knew that, but it's coming out real soon. But what strategy would you tell folks to to protect that bundle? Well, I, yeah. So, I mean, I guess I can't take full credit for this because my business partner, Christy Michelle, who, you know, is an expert at this and she's the one who kind of taught me it. But she uses promotional companies like, for example, like a company like Vistaprint, right, where you can go and print anything. So I'll just give you one quick example of during Q4 last year, you'd go to like Kohl's, which is a retail store, right? And you'd buy a teddy bear say like Paddington teddy bear, right? With a little book that was, a you know, the Paddington book, right? Like, you know, the storybook. Of course. And simply just go to Vistaprint and make a personalized to from Christmas card, right? With a little envelope. Now, no one else has that because you've created it and put that with your bundle. Now that's, but that's part of the offer on Amazon. So no one can jump on your listing unless they have that exact copy of that greeting card, right? So that was just a super simple way that you could do it and make your bundle totally exclusive. And like I remember she did this with like, I don't know, 10 different types of stuff like dinosaurs and, you know, all these different types of like stuffed animals related with a book and these greeting cards. And just it was, they sold amazing. So that was just a super simple way to do it. Yeah. And you get the power of that brand name because you're selling yeah. the product. And it comes with a beautiful customized from to Christmas card that no one else can get their hands yeah. on <laughs> because you yeah, printed it. Exactly. 
Brilliant. I know, uh, oh, you mentioned Lance. I know he did that one year. I think it was a Valentine's. He was selling Hershey chocolate and putting yeah. a generic, but he bought a bunch of these little stuffed generic bunnies that no one else could find yeah. and, and put them in his, <laughs> and just sold tons of chocolate for Valentine's day because yeah. he had a bundle that no one else could copy. Because one of the things that happens with bundles, guys, is once it starts getting real popular, other people are going to notice that it's popular and they're going to come after you and try to duplicate that bundle and sell it for slightly less than you do. Well, they can't do that if you've protected it by putting in a product that they just can't track down and duplicate. That's what we're talking about here. Yeah. That man, that last minute and a half was worth the price of, of admission today <laughs> <laughs> by itself, man. Yeah. Good stuff, man. Yeah. Christy's, Christy's super sharp, man. It's, Great having her on the team, and uh, let me let me just send people one one time as you're gathering your thoughts on some bundling tips and some other tips you want to leave with people. If you go to silentgym.com, listener, silentgym.com/slash/podcast, you'll have all the show notes today, including a link to Jim Cockrum Coaching, where you can say, "Hey, I I want to be coached by Abe or one of our other fantastic coaches." That's where you can go and get plugged in with this great community. But uh, go ahead, hit us hit us with some more tips, man. What else you got? Okay, so one of the biggest game changers for bundling, and and I'll tell you, it you'd be so surprised at how many people overlook this, but it's during Q4, just to bundle toys together, right? So usually same. Now, of course, I took huge advantage of this before the big huge brand restrictions happened, so there was kind of the wild west back then. But you know, the first thing I got into with bundling, super successful, was Legos, and I know. Most people can't sell Legos, so this is only, you know. But there's still plenty of toys you can sell arbitrage during Q4 and bundling toys together. So there's two examples: Legos that had the theme sets. We would just bundle those theme sets together, and you could sell them for almost double, triple the price of, of that would be um, as single items. And one other thing that we took advantage of was I don't know if you remember when Pie Face came out. So everybody was selling – just to give you an example, everyone was selling Pie Face. It was maybe selling for you know, $30, $40, which was maybe a $10, $15 markup from when you get it on retail arbitrage. I just went and took Pie Face and bundled it with like a headbands game or Mustache Smash was another one or you know whatever other you know little bo- kids board game that I could think of. And I bundled them together and I was selling these things for over $100 for the single bundle. So what you can do is leverage these super popular toys that come out at, at Q4 and just bundle them together with something. Something related though obviously, something that complements it or can be used with it in some way. And you could just get much better margins on these on these items um, that everybody's competing against. But you make yourself an exclusive listing with a bundle. I love it. But let me let me drop yes. a real basic beginner tip here. If you get the Amazon Seller app, listener, which is free, if you have an Amazon Pro account, you sign up to be a seller on Amazon. You get the Amazon Seller app, and then you scan barcodes. They'll tell you what you are and aren't eligible to sell, and it's. It, it's 98% accurate. Let's put it that way. Sometimes you'll get surprised when you go to list a product and Amazon will say, hey, I know we told you you're allowed to sell that, but guess what? Now that you're actually listing it, you're not. I mean, so those surprises mm-hmm. happen. But if you've got a brand name product that you're allowed to sell on Amazon, you can bundle it with other products. Now, some people will say, uh, oh, a way around brand restriction is just to bundle it with stuff. I'm not restricted. No, you can't do that. You've got to be allowed to sell every item in your bundle or you can't create a bundle, guys. Okay. And there are some new brand restrictions. And basically some of the 
you know, multi-billion dollar toy companies are starting to say, hey, I think I'd like to be the only seller on Amazon for our stuff. So Amazon's starting to work out some deals with them. But there are still millions of products that are household name brands where that's not the case, where you can do these exact strategies. And and like for us, for example, we're approved to sell Legos. A lot of people, if you've sold them in the past, well, you're still approved to sell them. So there's not some yeah. list you can get of all the restricted brands just some people are allowed to sell some, some people aren't allowed to sell others. It's kind of still the wild west, really, Abe, in a lot of ways in that yeah. regard. Uh, but again, yeah. you know, I still prefer private labeling to bundling. But man, talk about some low hanging fruit, especially around holidays. Creative bundles can just blow up on you fast. Yeah, yeah, and uh, you know, everybody loves the idea of bundling because it's it's so easy to just create your own listing on Amazon. So you can go back into your inventory if you're already selling on Amazon, and just go and look like look into your inventory reports and find out like what products sell really well for you or have sold well for you in the past, and just go and look for a complementary item so you can turn that product into an exclusive listing. You can kind of leverage the popularity of any product. And create a unique offer, right, to, to create a bundle. Even simpler than a bundle is a multi-pack, you know? If you're selling yeah, one exactly. and you're making 15 bucks per unit selling one, well, make it a two-pack. And instead of making, you think, okay, well, I'm going to make 30 bucks now. No, now you're making 50 or $60 because mm-hmm. no one else offers a two-pack. <laughs> you know, we had a yeah. call recently with, uh, with a, another one of the great leaders in our community, Angel Crush. Like that's what she did. She made $300,000. She made $300,000 in sales her first year, just making multi-packs. Like I'm, instead of selling just one at a time, I'm going to sell two or three at a time and create a unique listing selling and mark it up. Because here's the thing, Amazon shoppers don't shop with a calculator next to their laptop. They just see three. They assume it's on sale at a discount. They don't even do the math, most of them. So you can mark it up. It's a unique listing. It's there. Now, some people may not grab it because they'll do the math and think, oh, wait, I'm actually paying more per unit to buy three of these. But a lot of people won't even think that. They'll just grab the convenience of three. Instead of changing the order quantity from one to three, they'll just grab the three pack and they won't even do the math. And they're happy as can be because it was just click, click, and they were done shopping. Um, So yeah, Mm -hmm. multi-packs, bundles, beautiful. And that stuff all still works, guys. Just, I mean, we're giving away hundreds of thousands of dollars of tips right now. Uh, it sounds like basic stuff, man, but this is not rocket science. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean, and I'll tell you, that was my segue into private label was I was selling bundles, started making them exclusive. Then I started bundling wholesale. And then kind of when I met Ryan and the whole idea of putting your own label, I just took a lot of the bundles I was already selling and I said, hey, you know, is it cool if I put my own brand on this? And they were like, yeah, sure. Do whatever you want. You're buying it, you know. And I was like, oh, great. And I was like, oh, wait a minute. I have a private label now. <laughs> you know, it just kind of happened. It happens without you realizing it, right? Yeah. A unique bundle <laughs> is kind of your own private label. And yeah. you start creating the products that go in it. Yeah. Beautiful. Well, yeah. what? What? Uh, here's a question out of the blue for you, Lynn. Let me ask you, what category are you most excited yeah. about on Amazon right now? So like I said, I came from construction, right? So a lot of my private labels are in tools and automotive. And I'll be honest with you, I love the categories that nobody like thinks of, right? So I'm not it's not gonna be toys or, you know, home and kitchen or any of those like, you know, health and personal care, beauty, everybody wants to sell grocery. I like really niche categories. So I love automotive, uh, industrial and scientific, tools, tools and home improvement, arts and crafts. 
you know, even like office products, like super niche. I look the super niche, like untapped markets, you know, <laughs> that's, that's what I'm most excited about. I'm most excited of like, what is everybody not selling and where's my opportunities lie? So I don't know if that answers Great. the question. But. No, it does. Great answer. <laughs> I love that answer because, you know, we just had a Q4 call here not too long ago. One of the previous podcasts, it was with Brett and Nathan, uh, my two partners, and we were talking about Q4 and, and we're all geeking out and rightfully so about toys and then, you know, home and kitchen. That's mm -hmm. where there's just so much activity and opportunity there, but there's opportunity in literally every category. Yeah. I love that you pointed out some of the lesser known. I don't think I've sold, I can't, I mean, maybe some retail arbitrage tools at some point, but I've never even dug into that category, but there's, yeah. there's a gold mine in every category, every single one of them. So it's not like you have to focus yeah. on, you know, Hey, what's hot right now. You can go into any category and find a big win. Yeah. So I was going to give a little tip. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, hit me with a tip, man. Let's reward the listeners for, for hanging with us today. What do you got? So here's the thing is that when you're sourcing products for private label, it's slightly different than if you're going to source for retail arbitrage, right? Uh, you know, forget about rank and all this stuff. If you just, you can get leads from anywhere, right? Any wholesaler list, any catalog list, even, you know, seller storefronts, it doesn't matter. Take that product, plug it into Amazon and check out to see if there's demand for that product, right? So you can kind of estimate sales best on best sellers rank. There's a Jungle Scout has a free estimator you can kind of take utilize that'll tell you how many uh, products something sells based on rank and look at the reviews. And low reviews means low competition, right? So take a look at those two metrics when you source for any product. And that's sort of, I mean, there's a little bit more involved, but that's sort of a great place to start when looking to see if you can find high demand, low competition products on Amazon. That's a great tip. That's a great tip. And if any of that felt complicated, we can make it another step even easier than that, Abe. And we can just say, hey, test out quantities of two or three at a time of stuff that's not selling on Amazon yet and use keywords to describe it that you think people might use if they were shopping for such an item, right? Yes. I mean, there's people building massive businesses getting no more complicated than that. Now, mm -hmm. I do feel the need to point out that, man, we've put a lot of time, energy, effort, and work into spelling out the different ways you can make money on Amazon in our proven Amazon course for a few hundred bucks, man, that's the place to start. But if you are like determined you're not going to invest a penny and you're just going to go figure this out yourself – We've dropped you all the information you need today to get out there and start doing some experimenting, and it doesn't cost you a whole lot of money either. That's good stuff, Abe. I'll tell you, and you know, you said the Proven Private Label course is going to be dropped into pack soon. I'll tell you, when that happens, people who aren't already in the course, and there's not many of us. I mean, there's a big community, and there's probably only about you know 1,400 people or so, maybe even less than that, in the actual uh, Proven Private Label course. And <laughs> there are people in that group just – killing it. I mean, they are just launching private labels and being very successful. When that course hits pack, people's minds are going to be blown as far as the content that's in there and how easy it is to launch your private label product. So I just wanted to uh, mention that and, and let everybody get ready for when that course hits because you hit the ground running with that one. Yeah. And the nice thing about buying the proven Amazon course, Abe, is once you buy it one time, we have people who bought it from us eight years ago. Back when it was a mm -hmm. $100 course, I mean, it costs a little more than that now, but 
They've never paid another dime. As we create new content, we just keep adding it in. As the rules of the game change, as new opportunities arise, we've had new modules, new modules. We purge out the old. We update the stuff that needs updated. It just keeps improving. So thanks for throwing a little plug that way. But that really is the starting point. If you're serious about doing this stuff, you want some instruction, you want to be a part of our community and start to learn how this all works from a team of people who've been there and been doing it a while, or just jump into coaching. I mean, one of the beautiful things about coaching, Abe, is if someone signs up for coaching, they say they get you as their coach. What they, The money they pay for coaching, that's all they ever pay. They get the Proven Amazon course free. They get all of our new courses as they come out for free. They get huge discounts to events and such. So we've really built out quite a package of benefits for people who jump into coaching. But I don't want this to feel like a yeah. sales call, but at the same time, I don't want someone <laughs> out there you know, thinking, I'm going to take six, eight months and figure this out. No, let us help you. It is an incredible investment to let us help you as Abe is a testament to. You know, it's, everyone's going to have a slightly different uh, uh, approach to this and slightly different experience if you try to do it on your own. But if you jump in with us, man, we've been doing this a while. We know how to get you dialed in fast and we will help you out. And all of our coaches are like Abe, people who came through our system. They were successful students. We went back to them and said, hey, you want to coach with us? You're doing really great. You got a couple hours a week to to spend with new people and help them out. And the ones that say yes and are qualified, we make them coaches just like we did with Abe. So, hey, what mm-hmm. final thoughts, man, as we start to bring this one around? You got any other any other things you're hoping to get in today? Any other tips for the listeners or encouragement? Um, are you going to be at CES this year? Yeah, absolutely. I'll be at CES this year. I can't wait because I, I missed uh, CES four last year, so I'm dying to get out there and uh, and see, see everybody. everybody again. It's like one big happy family. So it's it is. It's like a reunion, man. It's it, one of the things we're going to emphasize right at the beginning this year is you are not among competitors. There is so yeah. much opportunity here. None of us, literally, none of us are competing with any of the rest of us. Let's cooperate yeah. and help each other's businesses grow. Uh, and that's it. Really has that feel to it, as you witnessed when we were in Kentucky at the uh, a couple of years ago, right? But if people can't make it live to Orlando, I'm excited to announce it's looking really good. Like we're going to have some live stream, man. We've been working on this, and we wanted to get it dialed in. So it's a good way to join us virtually. Be looking for those details soon. We're we're almost dialed in on being able to provide a live stream access, so you can be at home and watch the sessions and hang out yeah. with us virtually. The next best thing. Yeah, and. Um... I'll tell you, if I could give a tip, and it's something that's helped me grow in my business considerably, and it's just get involved in the community, right? And, you know, it's one thing to sit there on Facebook all day and kind of just follow all the information, kind of get information overload and things like that. But if you actually kind of participate in the groups, right, you know, share your success stories, kind of interact with other people in the community – Kind of reach out, reach out to people, reach out to to leaders. Everybody's like, you know, excited to talk to you. I know that that was a big thing. Once I, I couldn't believe the reception I got once I actually started reaching out to people and actually building uh, connections and relationships. You know, uh, try to come up with win-win situations where you know if you need help from somebody, well, what can you what can you offer as far as you know a way to bring value to somebody's community or somebody's facebook group or in a way like that and and you know you get recognized and it'll grow your business you know tenfold in the long run and the other thing i want to say is if you are going to ces when i went out to ces i didn't know anybody 
I was very nervous to talk to anybody. I was kind of just sitting around. I eventually definitely met people. But I would encourage you to reach out to people, shake some hands, network with people. Don't be shy because there are some amazing people in this community. And in fact, if you see me there, come up and, and you know talk to me. I'd be happy to talk business with you. Beautiful, man. You're going to get a lot of people talking to you because this episode's probably going to drop out there publicly just before we're all gathering out there. So I think you might have some people take you up on that, buddy. <laughs> That's a good call. That's awesome, sure. man. Yeah, go up and say hey to Abe. <laughs> thank him for being a part of this show, man, when you see him and tell him thanks. But yeah, every day, thanks for bringing up our Facebook group. It's free, guys. It doesn't cost you anything to jump into the MySilentTeam.com Facebook group. If you're part of our private label training, we got a group over there too, but there's a big overlap. We have some little specialty groups out there, you know, for different courses and things, but the big family reunion group where everybody hangs out all day, every day, that's the My Silent Team Facebook group. It's free to get into. Just jump on in there. Now, you have to answer three questions, and we kind of scare away the flakes that way, Abe. If someone comes in and they're just clowning around or they're looking to spam us or whatever, we kind of filter them out. So it's genuine entrepreneurs who want to learn and grow together and help each other out and succeed, and just so many success stories. I love that you encourage people to get in there and post. Tell us your challenges. Mm -hmm. Tell us your victories. That it really boosts everybody. It elevates everybody's mood to see great success stories, and we get a lot of them in there. So jump on in and do that as well. But hey, Abe, man, this yeah. was a good call. This was a really good time. I feel like I got to know you a little bit more, and I'm sure the listeners did as well. We we bounced around a few different topics, but some real solid tips in here today as well, some basic stuff and some more advanced. I love it, man. You did a great job. Thanks for thanks for hanging out with us. Any parting shots? Any, call, any uh, final thoughts for the listeners before I wrap this one up? Um, No, I would just say, you know, if there's anybody in there frustrated about this business as I was, you know, for six months or so, uh, stick with it. One of the best advice I got from my friend Lance Wolf that I mentioned, and I would call him and be like, man, you know, I just don't think I can do this anymore. I think I'm going to go back to construction. You know, I just I'm not an Internet guy, you know, whatever. And he was like, man, just don't conform. Stick with it. Uh, keep plugging away. You're you're right there. You're just you know eventually you're gonna kind of crack through that last piece and it's all gonna make sense. And he was 100% right. So if you are you know kind of in that place where you're like, man, I don't think I can do this. It's a lot of work. Practice some focus and just keep working at it because you're probably just a few small steps away to seeing some some big returns for your efforts. So just keep at it. And that's one piece of advice I would give. You know, I, I just I just really enjoyed what you just said, and there's a piece of it you don't even realize why I enjoyed it, man. I know when I first met Lance and he came up to me, he'd actually – at one of the first events, he had me autograph his book, right? And I was like, that still cracks me up when people want me to sign their book. I'm like, seriously? You want me to sign it? But one of my favorite scriptures is in Romans. It talks about do not conform to the patterns of this world, right? So that's what I signed in his book, and Lance looked at me, and he, he looked at the book, and he's like, man – I love this. And that became a yeah. bit of a theme for his life is do not conform, right? I mean, it, yeah, we're out here building something special, and that's kind of been a theme today. Get out there and build something bigger than yourself. Do not conform to the pattern that the world has told you you've got to follow as a father, as a husband, as a wife, as a mom, as a daughter. Be good at what you do in your relationships, but get out there and build something special and bigger than yourself with your business. It's possible. So thanks for the encouragement and the inspiration today, Abe. I think I'm going to wrap it up here and just talk to the listener and remind you guys, hey, silentgym.com. That's where you can go for today's show notes. We got a bunch. I mean, I took some notes here. We took 
maybe eight or nine different links for you guys so you don't have to write them down furiously as you're trying to drive. We've got it all for you. Jump over to the website. But hey, listener, you know I'm in your corner. Abe is in your corner. We're cheering for you, Business Building Warrior. We love doing what we do. I hope that comes through. We're here for you. If you want us, if you need our help, we're here. This is what we love doing, and we're building great businesses together. So God bless you. I'll talk to you again real soon. You know I love doing this. Thank you for listening to Silent Sales Machine Radio. Visit SilentJim.com for a link to our free newsletter, our free Facebook group, and all of our resources mentioned on today's show.